Hi, I'm Emma. This is Joe. Welcome to Wahine Wino's podcast. An unedited. And unscripted. Um, thank you so much for listening. This episode will actually be our last episode of season six, and then we'll take a two-month hiatus for the summer. So this is an awesome time for if you haven't had a chance to listen to all of our episodes to, you know, catch up. And we'll be back for we'll be back with a great show in the fall. Um, we have a exciting topic for tonight. It may be a little controversial, and we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, and, and you know we'll we'll try to keep it lighthearted. But I mean, I think it's going to be a little. It's it's close to my heart, and it's close to M's heart as well. Yeah, and a lot of women's hearts. Yeah. Um, and so we'll we'll get into that, and um, but we're going to do our updates first. <clears throat> okay. You want to go first? Or I'll go? go first. So I, wait, I should because mine is shitty and yours is nice. Okay, I go. feel like it's always better to go the other way where right, the right, shitty right. one goes first than the more positive one goes. Good point. Right? And go. Okay. So I'm sorry. I just have to update this. I don't think I have updated it since our last episode and I'm going to make it super concise. I've talked several times on the show about like what it is to be a teacher and how you kind of get dicked over sometimes Ugh. in a lot of ways. And it's never a problem with the kids. It's never a problem with the kids. For teachers. Never. Never. Yeah, absolutely. It it can be admin or it can be something else. The kids were the ones that made me me want to teach longer. Yeah, same for me. I love teaching. I love my students. I don't want to leave. But um, in the hierarchy of our lovely state of Hawaii, which, by the way, pays teachers less than any other state. So we already have the shaft with our salaries. So to put it in comparison for me, like, I make about $50,000 a year and I've been teaching for 20 Years with a master's degree, with a master's degree, right? So, um, I got a notice from the hierarchy of the DOE, which is like the you know, people on Oahu that are not definitely my direct supervisors, saying that they were paying me too much and that they were going to downgrade my pay. That was one thing, and then a week later, it said, Oh, now you have to pay us back. So, I mean, to me, it's just a total shit show with the DOE. They, at one point, it's want... It's disrespect, they, really. It's so disrespectful. It's disrespect and, and they the want, teachers. And there's all this everywhere, like, here, like, we don't have enough teachers, we don't have enough subs, like, please work for us. Well, people do want to work for you. When you dick them around, like, you know, maybe that $50,000 matters to somebody if that's all... That's their income. You know, for me, I'm a single mom. That's what I make. That is important to me. So, it's... It's that. And so it's made me actually want to, like, leave teaching because I'm just, like, you know, I don't like being jerked around. And it's just sad. It has nothing to do with the kids or my support for the kids or my love for the kids. It's just that. Um, I did have some support from my principal. I want to, like, give him a little shout-out just because, I mean, I know he doesn't listen to our podcast, or at least I hope not. But he um, did support me and even tried to call himself and ask about this. And they were like, sorry, this is the rules. Sorry. This is what we're doing. And he said to them, this is a woman who's been a great teacher, you know, and he tried to, we he really, was advocating he really for tried you. to advocate for me. He and was they're, advocating they're still for like you. they sent me a certified letter yeah. today that I had to sign that's about like this whole this whole thing. Um so it's just really, you know, when I feel like people have different perspectives of teacher, but like I said, in Hawaii, just so you know, the average salary is about fifty thousand dollars. Because I know sometimes yeah. like there's states and they'll be like, Well, these teachers make a hundred thousand and people like in mm-hmm. the neighborhood I grew up in my, in my experience, in my neighborhood I grew up in, would be a hundred thousand dollars. Shut Not, up! It was ninety eight thousand dollars a year. Fucking! Door. I thought about going there, like ninety eight thousand a year. I think double I, my salary. I will move there with you. Right, it's ninety eight thousand dollars a year. So, Ugh. like compared to here, you're talking Sickening. about people who make fifty thousand dollars a year. So for them, you know, 
that are trying to get by in Hawaii, which is one of the most expensive states, and then to tell them, now you have to pay back the money that you've already spent and you, or you've already used or whatever is bullshit. Um, but I do have some hope with the teach. They did end up more positive at the end of the week because I do have some hope with the teachers' union, which I talked to my union rep, and she said, "You're we're not going to pay that back. We're not. Like, we've had this issue, and we know what we're doing, and don't worry about it. So... It has been a very frustrating week for me. It is not the way, like, the end of May should be celebrating with your students, celebrating their amazing accomplishments. Like, I'm so proud of my students, and I see how far they've come. That's what this should be about. This should not be about me having to fight. And a celebration get, of you who helped, who did that. Right. Not me trying to fight for the my worth within the DOE. Yeah, and I just want to say, too, when they changed it, by the way, they sent me a, a, a form, and it just wrote canceled on Across, top of it. in red. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, are you kidding me? You know, it's just it's just a shit show. And so, like, it's a some people out there, including my parents, have complained that teachers aren't doing enough to educate children in a way that they can be critical thinkers and all this stuff. Well, guess who would educate children to be critical thinkers? Teachers who have a lot of experience and can do that, right? And so, like, when you shortchange the whole system and you pay people shitty, you end up with less qualified teachers. And that sucks for the kids. And that sucks for our future as a country and our future for the children that we bring up now. When they get teachers constantly that have had never taught before. Right. Instead but, of having someone with more experience. So. And, and then it kind of goes into this whole thing of, well, somebody's got to work the hotels. I know that sounds so racist. But I do think that. Like, it, it's this way of, it's society is so fucked up, you know, that... Right. Well, it depends where you live. Like, obviously, so in my neighborhood, they've made a huge priority to, like, we are willing to pay first grade teachers $100,000 because we value them. That's beautiful. In Hawaii, no. they're saying, we don't value you at all. Because we need we to work care. hotels. We don't care. We don't care what you do and what, you no, know, no, what we experience we have. we need somebody to work the hotels and feed the tourists. Yeah. Oh my God. I agree. I it's, it's, it's like, no, I know what you're saying, but it's a horrible system and, like, um, and that are, those are just the things like, I mean, I could do a whole show on this and I'm, I'm cutting myself short so we can move on. But like, just, it is very frustrating being a teacher and having these little nuances, which I don't think would happen at another job. Like if they overpaid you at other jobs, I don't think they would take it back. No. I mean, I think it's just like a whole weird thing. It's just like only at the DOE would they actually, they send a certified letter to my house. They've never sent a letter to my house or anything else. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. I've been awarded all sorts of stuff since I started there, but no, we're just going to let you know we're trying to fuck you over anyway. Yeah, well, what do you do? Take me to court? <laughs> well, that's, yeah. So now I have to wait for the next letter. Ooh, which scary. Is like, which is like how they're going to outline how I'm supposed to pay them back. And I'm totally yeah, seriously. like. seriously. No, I'm like, do we eat a bag of dicks? Like, I will leave. I am not paying you back for your mistake. And But I feel like the union has my back and the principal has my back. And yeah. I would like to point that out. And So, so I'm not just So like, DOE is ah. Department of Education, which is located in Honolulu. And we are in, in, in Maui, right? Right. And mm-hmm. so it's always really been known that unless if, if you're not on Oahu, which is the main island where Honolulu is, the you're rest the of the neighbor islands, which they don't give a fuck about. Yeah. They call them the neighbor islands. We are the start. neighbor islands and all of our taxes go to them. You know, yeah. so now we've just become a political show. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> when we said we weren't going to. But honestly, this whole show is going to be political. So yeah. well, get yourselves ready because Bear we, with us. We, we, it just, we're charged up. We are charged up. <laughs> because you know what? We are Wahine first before anything else else absolutely you know um so that's is that was that your um that i'm done okay so on a more positive light yes that's why i said you should go so my update is i am now more regular at jujitsu to the point that i might get my first one stripe on my white belt Yay! 
As I tell my students, just a round of applause. Round of applause. Just one round. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, which is kind of comical because I've been there for like a year and I don't even have a stripe yet because I only go like once a week. Right. But I've been going so much for once a week that I'm like you know I'm pre I'm pre athletic so I my body is actually acclimating to it now and I'm I'm the best white belt you can go. Yeah, you <laughs> well, are. I'm the, I'm, I'm the okayest white belt there is. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been doing jujitsu regularly. And then, so my daughters, because they all go to a private school and they don't have the traditional one, two, three, four, five, six grading system. Mm-hmm. Right? So now this year, all three of my daughters are moving up and it's very they're graduating oh right high school middle school exactly huge huge deal huge deal like my kids have been in private school since they were all 18 months old so one is finally gonna go to high school public yay um excited for that because it's a pretty good public school i think and it's good for her to kind of see reality yeah (laughs) you know and my other two are also moving up and no, it's just this whole, this week coming up and next week and the next, the next three weeks is going to be just so busy with end of the school year activities and driving them here, drive parties there, parties there. So it's just really exciting to see my daughters really just, um, there's, they're flourishing and I'm trying to not be crazy with like being the Uber driver right now. Oh, my God. You know, we can do a show about that, too. Mom, also the Uber driver. The unpaid Uber driver. Unpaid. Unpaid. Right? Because, you know, it's, anyways, it's just for me, my life lately has revolved around my kids' schedule even more because of the end of the school year stuff and still trying to, okay, you know what, self-care, I go, go do jujitsu. Hasn't I at least surfed once a week, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I'm, I too am looking forward for the summer because I'm hoping to have some trips around the corner. Very excited. I actually yeah. have a few people coming to visit. So oh, that's... you do? Oh, awesome. <gasps> Baby. Yeah, my, my, one of my... Um, oh, that's right. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm going to have this cutest nine-month or six-month-old coming next, on Sunday. I'm so excited. I love babies. Babies and this puppies. Sunday. Huh? This Sunday. This Sunday. Aww. They're going to stay with them. Babies and puppies. <laughs> and I'm still hoping that maybe you'll come to Chicago at some point, even it's for a short trip. You know what? I, I might. We'll I might. I might still do that even at like, because I've done a few days, two days. I might even just do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I, I do. Actually, it. that's not a bad idea. I, I might I might do that too. Because, yeah, I have some trips planned Chicago for this. Chicago in the summer is the best. I and know. you haven't seen it in the summer. I'm, yeah. yeah. And I just love Chicago. And you know what? Chicago loves me. It does. <laughs> Loves you back very much. Anyway, so that's the update on my end, and let's get to our topic tonight, which is called the angry 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 vagina monologue. So get ready if you don't get ready. It's time for you to turn it off now if you don't want to hear about angry vaginas, because you know what. There's two angry vaginas in the room. Yeah. So if you can't handle it, you better get out. You know what I mean? Like, or if, if you want to know what that's about and listen to, listen. You know, to angry vaginas, you might want to listen. Yeah. Um, so we're doing the show. We said that we don't normally do political things, but there's an issue I think that we've come to, together as women, which is important to us. And that's about everything that's been going on in the world with Roe v. Wade probably getting overturned and abortion rights. And I also do want to actually say something to any of our listeners who might be pro-life. Um, like, I hope you will still listen to this episode. Maybe just, if anything, to understand where we're coming from. As I can listen to that side too sometimes. Like, I do want to hear both. I think there's a huge 
disconnect lately with political discord being you're on this side and I'm on this. Yeah, the and black or white is, nice. is yeah. It's it's nice to come together. So I think our intention with this episode is that you know maybe it will give you something to think about. Maybe um, you're just willing to listen to us, or maybe you'll listen to us and be like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, we want to share our personal experiences with this issue, and that's why we're making it about this specific issue because we've had personal experience with this and we think it's important enough to highlight it on one of our episodes yeah i I think you know if those are pro-life people who are listening if you're wanting we can would i em and i would love to interview you and we're we're always kind in our in our podcast so i would actually love that because you know up front right now em and i are not pro-life no, we're not. And I hate that word pro-life because it, it automatically... I was going to say, yeah, it makes it seem like we're anti-life. Yeah, it automatically... We're anti-life. We it, want everyone to die. It automatically implies that I'm pro-death, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking Hitler. Let's go in a gas chamber and all. Let's kill babies. Let's kill babies. Yeah, no, that's not it. So it's like just the whole wording of it is already politicized. So yeah. I, I don't want to do that. So if you are on the side of where you don't you don't agree with 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 women having their own choice with their bodies we would love to interview you and i promise we'll be kind but i agree would love would right. love and but to be upfront right now em and i only if you're a woman though i gotta say that yeah yeah men <laughs> sorry i'm sorry, sorry man. man men you got no fucking choice yeah right? and i don't want to hear from a guy who was wants to be pro-life at all at all at, uh, like i'm yeah. sorry just gonna be honest because but like if that, there's a woman that would want to be on our show absolutely yeah that yeah i'm women yeah absolutely but heads up Em and I are both on the same side, <laughs> like always. <laughs> no, not always. We have some good discourse. No, on the but show. that's we're friends. Could be kind of, you know, we're we are we are a tribe, but we we're both definitely for a pro choice. So, and we have, and for me, and and Em and I wanted to share our stories. Hopefully, not being political about this, really humanizing what this means. Yeah, why this issue is important. Yeah, why Roe versus Wade is important, not not in a political, religious thing, because then it just takes it out of of our personal lives. You know, this religion thing just takes it out of of reality. So we're hoping to share that with the listeners to hopefully have a different view. Yeah, and so tomorrow is the Women's March in D.C. So um, I just remember, I just want to say this about women in general, that... The last women's march that was big was when Trump got elected, and all the, the women. Pussy went with the pussy hats. Yeah. 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 I have a shirt that says "Nasty Woman." Oh my god! It yes, was, you it, do. Oh, I'm gonna we take a bunch, bunch of hats. We had so much like. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't get to go. Like from Hawaii, it is hard to like be like, "Oh, we're gonna go to D.C. for a weekend." But my heart is with the women tomorrow that will be doing this women's march in D.C. Um, and it's just like it's kind of disheartening to feel like. Oh, last time we were, you know, like they're saying that, you know, like most women were there saying that we, um, you know, were opposed to Trump. To know that now we have to defend our rights for our own choices is kind of like, oh, we've even like moved back that we have to like go and defend that now, you know, as women. Um, but anyway, my heart is with those women that will be there tomorrow. Yes. Um, and, and this podcast, this episode is dedicated to them. because we, like Oh, absolutely. Said, like you said, we wish we could be there. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, so why, like, why is this even important to us? Um, I think that, you know, like we said, it affects women. It affects, we all, between us, we've talked about the show, we only have, we have four daughters. Not only have four daughters, but we have only daughters. 
And this affects them moving forward because I think there's a lot of scary stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm sure nobody listening to us is listening for actual news, so I'm sure anyone listens already knows this, that probably Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. There's some threat that maybe, you know, there'll be more abortion um, restrictions restrictions from, you know, like coming. And then, um, you know, that's a scary world, I think, for us and for women because I think that women should have the choice of what they want to do for some really good reasons of why they should choose when and where to have a baby and um, I understand that there's mistakes that people make you know as far as sex like where they obviously someone should have pulled out or the condom broke or you know there's also cases of like rape and incest that this all culminates in the same thing of wanting to end a pregnancy it is never a decision that I think people take lightly. I think, um, and so it's important to us to share our stories about yes. this. Yeah. Should we start share, share our stories? Yeah. Let's All go right. first. I, I will like, go first. You go, Joe. Yeah. So, as a Filipina woman, you know, born and raised in the Philippines where it's Catholic, um, gosh, it was sex before marriage, all of that, shame, shame, shame. And this is the first time I'm going to really admit this. There's only a handful of people that know this about me, but I've had an abortion. And I'm not ashamed of it now. At 45, going to be 46 here soon. I think this Roe versus Wade... uh, See, look, I'm getting emotional. I'm really getting yeah, emotional. Yeah, it's an emotional topic. You know, this is for an me emo- too. Yeah, and, and I think most women, you know, like like what Em was saying, how many percent, three out of four women? I haven't said it yet, but I think it's oh. three out of four women have had an abortion. Yeah, three out of four. And a lot of them are already moms. Right, so three out of four women have had abortions or we will have an abortion in our lifetime by choice. I mean, I, I would hope, right? Um but it's it's a, so I have to calm myself down right now because it is emotional for me. Yeah, me too. To talk about this, um, so if I if you hear my voice quivering, it's because I am crying because I am a Cancer Moon and I cry. Cries <laughs> all the time. I cry no, all the time. I do. I do. I'm one of those that cry commercials and shit. But you know, you know, I'm it is. When I was 24 years old, I had an abortion, and I don't regret it. You know, 20 plus years later, I do not regret having had that abortion. Uh, I, I knew I wasn't ready and, it, and you know not to have any more background about this but it was just I just knew that I, it was just in my body it wasn't the right thing for me to do and had I been forced to keep that baby to keep that pregnancy I don't know where my life would be I would be I would have been the worst mother and even it's not even just about that either it's just you took but my, it is a lot it's about the quality of life of the, yeah, so that's there's that, right? But then there's also like what would that what what kind of like for me as a woman, as a human being, you know, you're taking my choice away. I let me deal with God. Whatever God you're talking about, right? Let me that that's my own reckoning. And you know, it took me a few years to reckon with that because I was born and raised Catholic in the mm-hmm. Philippines and I had to really sit with that and how that felt. It wasn't an impulsive decision. I just knew. It was just knowing that it wasn't I wasn't gonna have that baby. Yeah. You know, and like you weren't maybe prepared to No, and you know I was and it just wasn't at that moment the right time. And you know, I'm so grateful that I was able to go this was in Oakland. 
Oakland, California. I was able to go to this Planned Parenthood in Oakland and they were so amazing. They were kind and one of my bestest friends was the one that drove me. There was so much kindness in in, in what I experienced knowing that it because was Because it's a hard decision for women. It was such such a tough choice. I feel choice. like some of the toxicity out there is acting like women just on the wild get abortions. Yeah, you know, no, like right. they don't like they don't care and they just are like, "Oh yeah, I'm just having sex and, you know, like Oh whoops! I'm gonna get an abortion tomorrow. Like that, <laughs> I don't find that to be true for not, any not situation. At all. It's, I think it's an incredibly hard decision for any, any woman to make. Yeah, yeah. It 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 was so hard, and I was so I am now so grateful that I had the support of my friends and um, G, who drove me to took a day off so he could drive me. My best oh, friend at the time. He's this amazing. Is Jan, I yes. he was one of our guests, right? Mm-hmm. And he drove me to get the abortion. And, you know, the people at Planned Parenthood were amazing. And then there were, I don't know, gosh, there were so many little, there were, there were so many women and girls, mm-hmm. teenagers that was there to yeah. do the same thing that I was about to go through. And I remember we couldn't make eye contact with each other. I know, because there's so much shame in it, Because right? shame on you that you... Shame on you. You're here. Why are you here? We can't look at each other. Yeah, it's like... And it was so shitty. I felt so bad. This is why the first time, this is the first time I've ever said this out loud. Only G and a few of my friends have ever known this about me. Yeah. And you know well, what? It's not something you regularly share because right. there does, there is shame within our society, which I think is bullshit, Be- but it's true. Because it's a male society, right? And then, you know, I, me having, having three daughters, I will share this with them. As my eldest daughter, I'm going to share this with them. She's old enough. She's going to yeah. be 15 soon. And I'm going to share this with her that I don't regret that. And I'm so grateful that I was able to have this procedure that I had to reckon with on my own, in my own terms, safely. And that I was still able to have three more daughters afterwards. Yeah, that's why it's important that abortions are performed safely. Yeah, so when I was right? ready to have that family, I was able to. I wasn't even worried that my daughter, I was going to have issues with my pregnancies because I knew I was. I felt safe in that clinic. I felt cared for. I wasn't shamed by anybody in the staff. But I felt the shame within the room with the other girls because I was... Everybody, yeah, I agree with my... Like, yeah. my experience will get to a minute, but, like, I agree in that. Like, we're we're raising a culture of shame around this subject, and it should not be shameful. Yeah, and the shame is because you're killing a life. But you know what? Again, I, that is my reckoning with God. Let me do that. Yeah. Okay, that's... I, I agree. Maybe that's a message to pro-lifers. Is your, yeah, okay, fine. I'm going to go to hell, but can I, let, let me do that, You're please. probably not going to go to hell. Whatever, you know, that's a whole different topic, right. but I mean, for them to think, right. like, also, I agree with that from that argument of the pro-life side about, like, maybe something God coming down on you, then let me. I've decided to let yeah. God make yeah. this decision. There is free will. And we'll this, see. This is my free will to do that. You just allow me the opportunity to do that because you know what? 20 plus years after I had that, that procedure, I, I have a flourishing life. I'm not ashamed of it, like I said, and... And I am very saddened that now it, it's going to be harder for women to make the same choice that I easily did. Yeah. It, it was just, I didn't even blink an eye when I thought about it. I, I knew it was something sad. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't yeah, sadistic about yeah, it. I was saddened, but I, there was 100%. I just knew I wasn't ready at 24 years old to have that baby. 
Yeah. I was too fucked up in my head at 24. Now, could you imagine a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old? Come on. No. Not okay. No. It's, it's like that's too hard. And Yeah. So anyway, so that's my story with abortion. And I'm going to share that with my daughters. And yeah. We both. So I want to say, too, that we both agreed when we talked about this episode even that, like, we were going to actually share this with our daughters. So, like, when we're telling, when we're, we're doing this, it's important to us. It's important to even tell our children so this is how strongly we do feel about this for sure so um I went through I also had an abortion and I was so like you were just saying like oh my 14 or 15 you know you were talking about that aspect I was a teen who got pregnant and I will tell you just like I think this is an interesting story whatever I went to literally this is very cliched and dumb but I went to prom with um my boyfriend at the time and we had never had sex and I didn't really know what like that was gonna be like what sex was like the last thing my mind was saying about like protection for sex sure like, you know what I mean like I was I was 15 so I was like okay um so that night on our little prom date we had sex and um <laughs> I'm like it's hard for me to come on the sex you know it what it was okay, it was yeah. it was very short and over and anyway <laughs> Then I, um, you know, I never, I didn't think about, like, oh, like, how this could be. Like, this is my first experience with sex. Like, I don't know, like, that we should be, I mean, I know that I was taught that we should use condoms and all that stuff. I was dating a guy who was a little older, not pervy older. He was, like, 17 and I was 15. But, like, I, I just feel like, I, you know, like, it wasn't what I was thinking about, about losing my virginity was then, you know, that something else could happen. Like, I, I didn't you just really think know. About that. Like, maybe no, he'll pull don't, out or right, not. You don't think or, about any of that. Yeah, like, I, okay, so I was, you know, an idiot. And so then, anyway, um, a few months later, I, you know, had somehow realized that I missed my period and, you know, that this might, I might be pregnant. And it was horrible. It was horribly scary for me as a teenager to go through this experience because, like, I knew that my parents wouldn't really um, be, they would be disappointed in me, I guess, to know that they even have sex, which is, like, kind of fucked up, because I do think parents should realize their kids are going to have sex. But I had so much guilt about this, and so much, like, it was really hard for me. So I ended up um, telling my parents, like, hey, I think I'm pregnant. It was horrible. I took a pregnancy test. There was a big thing um, with different states at the time about whether they allowed someone who was underage to get an abortion or whether your parents needed permission. In Illinois at the time, you needed permission from a parent. So I couldn't just, like, go on my own. I think that was the rule. So I, like, got my parents involved, and it was horrible for them, and I think it was horrible for me. I mean, they obviously supported having an abortion, it was also, like, just to be fair, it was, I, I was way too young. And, you know, this is reality. Our kids, our, our kids have sex before they're really able to deal with the consequences. And that was me in this situation. Like, I not, I had some regret after of, like, whether I should have done this. But my parents definitely were like, yeah, no, we're going to end this. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they kind of took the lead. Yeah. And I, I was upset about it for a while. Now I totally realize that I am not upset about it but at the time it was just all around overwhelming so I had to get like my parents involved with this decision because they had to take me and it was horrible like um I just want to say this too like to the pro-life people or whatever like it was awful so my dad had to take me to get this abortion 
And there was protesters outside of the clinic. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, holding up their signs or whatever. And we walked yeah, in. They were, yeah, like, sure. what kind of dad are you to take your daughter to do this? Like, they really attacked him. Yeah, they really yeah. attacked him. Like, how could you take your daughter to get an abortion? Ugh. They were really aggressive to him. And I right. just, I remember, like, looking at them for just, Without like, a half second. Any compassion. And, no like, compassion. they were mostly, like, they seemed, like, in their 20s or something. Like, not people who were parents is right. what I remembered. And I was kind of, like, how dare you attack my dad in this moment? Like... You know, and, like, I think that, like, it's 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 a complicated decision to have an abortion. It's not an easy one. And I think that it would be appreciated on both sides if people listen to each other more. But it's not, like, it was really hard for me that my, I'm sure it was really hard for my dad. Like, actually, I know it was hard. My dad actually started crying mm. um, because he had never been in a situation where people had was personally so, attacked him. attacking like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't know why, looking back on it, why my mom made my dad do this. Because actually my mom was way tougher. My mom would be like, get the fuck out. Like, she really would have been like, I'm an attorney. Get the fuck out. This is my client. Back off. Right. I have no idea why she made my dad do this. Maybe she was just so upset with me. But, like, it was really hard for him. And he started sobbing. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm going in. And I had the same experience with you where you were kind of, like, go in And then you're, like, at the end. Well, I don't remember seeing anyone before. But I remember at the end in the waiting room. And you're, like, coming out. Because this is... You know, this is, uh, this was 1995. So this was like, I got totally put under. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you get put under? This is I probably did. more no, 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 I was No, I was under. I had no I woke up and it was done. Okay, so that's why you needed someone to take you, yeah, right? I yeah, I okay. There was no way. So same for me. Yeah, so I, like, there was no, they were, they were not going to allow me to take a taxi. Or yeah, no, okay. No, 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 so no. same for me, except for that I had my dad in the waiting room. Right, and like, right, I just right. remember, like, I actually didn't really see anyone before the procedure. And I do remember the nurses were sort of nice, but I think because I was so young, they were like, uh, okay, like, they, I feel like they know, like, it's just a weird position for them, like, they know that I can't, I don't have a say in it at this point in Illinois, so, like, I couldn't say yes or no of this situation, so, yeah. you know, they were trying to be nice, like, are you okay, whatever, but I do remember coming to in the waiting room with, and then, yeah, they literally just parked all these, like, women in this waiting room, Yeah, and there was no desire that I had to talk to anyone, it just all looked horrible, I was like, you know, whether they were older or younger, I was like, this is just, like, the saddest place to be. Like, mm-hmm. this is literally the saddest place to be. Like, this is, like, you know, because we went through this experience that, I mean, and I'm the same as you with, like, I do not regret that decision at this point. It was hard for me going through it as a teen because I think you're very ide- idealistic as a teen. So, like, part of me was like, no, 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 I do want to have, you know, like, Freaking toad. I'm going to call him toad. I do want to have toad's baby. You know, like, there was part of it like that. But it was also like, no, I'm I'm really too young to quite really make this decision for myself. And um, it was really hard. And it just wasn't like a unifying situation for women. And it just made me realize that every woman in here, every woman in here is having a hard time with this. Nobody's over here, like, oh, partying. This is so great. Right, yeah. I'm going to unprotected sex tomorrow. Right. Like, no, every was going through something where they were like now we landed here and that was the, that was the feeling in the waiting room was like now we landed here like this is a horrible place to be and i think that you know it's a horrible place to be but to have a place where we already we were as women girls girls going through all this emotional and mental 
issues but to have that in a place where i well i was not at all worried about my physical safety like it didn't even occur to me that me I neither have a baby. at the time you know yeah could you i couldn't even imagine like going through emotionally what i was going through and having to worry about oh my god am i gonna die am i ever gonna have kids again all of those things that oh my gosh that is just not humane no it's not and i feel like um you know and yeah and that's I, what i'm saying like you know, I feel like there's some, there's some, I feel this vibe in the air that there's some pro-life idea that, like, women are just being irresponsible and they just go on the wire to get abortions. And, like, I've never heard that. And I have you and I have not seen that when we've gone through the experience. We have not seen women who are careless, like, woo, I got an abortion. <laughs> Time to fuck again. Like, no. I mean, I think it's really hard for every person, no matter what your circumstance is. And... I think that in my very small mind at that time as a 15-year-old, I did think for a while, like, I should have had this baby. And I, like, I did have weird regrets about it for a while. And it was hurtful to me. It was harmful to me thinking about this. But once again, now that I am fucking 42 and can look back on this, I'm like, this is absolutely what I should have done. Like, yeah, it was hard, but I I just want to say that I think it was hard for me to go through. It doesn't mean it wasn't the right choice, though, but it was hard to go through that situation. And I just, I feel, I feel like maybe I'm repeating myself, but I just want to say this one's kind of, like, I feel like there's this attitude of, like, women just, you know, just don't care. Right. No, that is not true. Like, every, I think that. It From affects what I've us. Seen, it really hugely affects you. And it's a very hard thing to go through no matter what age you are. And I think I can definitely come out of it and be like, I am ha- I am very thankful that I was able to have that versus having now a kid that would be, oh my God, I don't even know, 20. Sorry, I can't do the math right now. Like, oh, 20 something. Right. You know what I mean? That I would not have been able to support at 15. Um, you know, like, I think that's really, um, hard. I don't right. know for yeah. everyone. I, it's not like, I just don't think it's a decision made lightly and I don't appreciate on the other side where it's acted like women are just, instead of taking birth control, they're getting abortions or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. no, no, it's a traumatic experience. Even if you have the most love and support, like you said, you had love and support nearest with your friends. Oh I God. had a su- super weird situation where like, I didn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, have that because I was weirdly with my dad, who I told you was like melting down. But, um, like, it's just not an easy thing for women to go through. And it, I just don't right. know if the pro life so, side understands that. I want to add this. So, uh, my mother had me when she was, um, she just turned 18 years old. So, right. my mom was a teen mom. Right. Yeah. And then I hear, okay, yeah, but then I wouldn't be here if she had decided to, to have an abortion. Right. I get that. But it's, it's not, for me, this whole Roe versus, I can't even remember. Roe versus Wade. There you go. I'm just so upset. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you know, the fact that she had a choice to keep me is really what this is for me. Like, let's just keep the choice on the fucking table. Right. You know, I'm glad my mom chose to keep me because she wanted, she wanted, she wanted me. You know, that was for me. That's a different story. Yeah. And then, so for me and for Emma and, and me, I, I, I just, I did not want to be pregnant. You know, I and then you, your parents made the choice for you, and I would, I think... But I think that I would have agreed with the choice. Right. Like, it's just hard, but that's the whole point, is... But I think, you know, I would, I would make that choice for my daughters. 
Yeah, I, I would like totally, they were. I can look at it now and understand they were in a really tough. Position. No, I would totally hundred percent make my. my I, and I, I think I would too as a mom. Yeah. At the time, I fell for it for years. Like they made me do this. It was horrible. But like now that I look at them, like yeah, actually the way that you said it makes me think more because I'm like no, if if my daughter came to me and said I'm pregnant at you know 15, fifteen, I would make the same choice my parents did. Yeah, and you know, and that's it. This is the Roe versus Wade thing. Is like. Just, just choice. Just the choice. Pro yeah. choice. Let me make the choice. Let me reckon with God. Let me reckon with myself. Let me reckon with that soul that I killed. All of that. Let me do that. Don't don't tell me. Right? Because how? You know, I understand your pro pro life. Whatever that. Whatever you stand for that. But it's a choice. We. It's there's free will. That's a beautiful thing about being human being. And you know the fact that I had that I reckoned with my I say reckoned because being Catholic really the word reckon is what I had to do it took right. me years to read and you already had started this with like I'm gonna deal with God on my own yeah it took, I, me, took me a while it took me years to really be okay with this decision but I always knew inside that I was okay with it but I mean because of the shame because of my upbringing because of my conditioning that was what I had to reckon with the judgment yeah, totally. and, all of, and the fact that my mom doesn't know that I had an abortion you know, yeah. that tells a lot. And I'm, I was 24 when I had it, like I yeah, said. Yes, so you could have talked to her about it. But I couldn't because she's so Catholic, right? So Filipino. Okay. I was afraid of I, so, sharing it with her, which is like, I feel like, yeah. which is the most thing that I hate about this whole topic is that women feel shamed about it. And they yes. can't share with it. And it's actually a very traumatic experience. And like, you should be able to share. You should be able to like and talk it, about this issue. And, and it's like, it disempowers us women, you know, we, we are disempowered in so many nuances of life. In so many little things of life, we are disempowered. And this is a huge part of it. So it's like there's this disempowerment bank account that just keeps being put in there. And then, so this is just one of them. And I, as a woman now, a therapist, mom, single mom, all of it, I, I don't want to do that to my daughters and to no. anybody. Oh my God, I think you and I going through it, that's how I feel too. Like, if my child was to end up in this situation, the last thing I would want her to feel is shame about it. Yeah, and disempowered, like, oh my God, I can't even tell my mother because I'm, you know, oh. that that's actually really sad for me at this moment to realize at 45 years old, I st- my mother still doesn't know. You know? Yeah. Because, well, my parents know because they had to know. Right, but, but you know, for me, and then, so now I'm realizing that after this podcast, and this is why for me I do the podcast, is it is therapeutic, and I'm going to have this talk with my mother, the real talk of like this is who I am. These are yeah, the choices I made. Yeah, this is what I mean. These are the choices and the behaviors that I have done, and it's made me who I am, and I'm not ashamed of it. No, you yeah. might as well. We all have limited time on this earth, and we should be honest. Yeah. People. It's all about the truth, and you take the truth away from me if you're forcing me to to have a baby that I'm not ready to have. Yeah, and you're actually inspiring me right now to tell my parents that it was okay that they made this decision. Because I feel like I actually kind of was like, I just felt like they made the you know, like they didn't, they, they sort of made, made the decision. They, they made the very challenging decision for you. Yeah, and, and now I respect it as a mom myself, but I've never, and I feel like I was upset about it for a long time. But, like, now maybe might be a time for me to actually tell them, like, hey, thank you. I understand. I don't know if it's thank you, but I understand okay. why you guys made that decision. Mm. And I agree with it, too. Like, I think that's a bigger point. More than thank you, because it was really hard for all of us to go So through. maybe thank you but, for making the hard decision. Well, I have two things. Like, I understand, and then, like, why that was our But I, if anything, I would like to thank my 
dad because yeah. he had to go with me. I don't know what my mom's trip was, why she didn't go. Because my mom, like, I, we've already established my mom's very, she's much stronger than my dad. And, like, uh, like and I don't know why she just, like, hopped out. But, like, I feel like maybe they've had some guilt with it, too. And actually talking to you makes me inspired to be, like, maybe I should tell them it was okay. Yes. Like, I'm not, like, because I feel like they're, like, oh, my God, our daughter Emily is, like, so crazy over here, not getting married, not doing anything. They probably feel like it's, like, a lot of parent. You know, like, I feel like maybe I need to tell them that that is okay. Everything that happened was okay. Like, I can understand how hard that would have been for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was their first older, I was their first child, and I'm their only, only daughter, girl. Only daughter. And yeah. I'm telling them I'm pregnant all of a sudden at my crazy grandma's house who's so conservative. I guess that part didn't really matter. But, like, how they behaved and how they handled it was, like, yeah. I think that's the thing is, like, let's it's just, like, eliminate the shame. It's a complicated situation. Yeah. So it's not black or white of like, oh my gosh, you're going to go to hell and you're killing a soul. It's not that simple. And in, and so when when things are not that simple, you can't make it black or white. Right? No. And, it, and by just taking the choice And away, taking the choice away from it is making it. Exactly. You're making the choice for me and, and you have no idea what my background is. Or like any personal situation in your life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... Oh, so anyway, okay. so that's a hopeful, you know, for me, I, I feel, I, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> I've put it out there. Well, we both did, and I'm just like, oh my God, we should just end our podcast I now. I think we can. But wait, I just, I know. But okay, I just, fa- just want to say, no, there's not fun facts <laughs> about abortions. I just want to say a few other things about this whole situation, because I feel like I need to. FYIs. FYIs. We've already covered two of them. But, like, obviously the legislation now coming down affects women who can't really afford to go to a state to get an abortion. I want to share that in my situation, my parents would have sent me to any state to get an abortion. So, like, I had that. But there's women who don't. Right. And I think that's really, like, a hard pill to swallow. Um, The other thing is that... um, there's actually a likely chance, as we learned... So, wait, I have to tell you this totally weird fact that relates. 1973 is when Roe v. Wade was part of, like, approved. Yeah. This is fucked up. 1976, it was okay for women to have credit cards aside from their... Without their husband's approval. Right, right, thanks to, uh, to without uh, RBG. Without their husband's approval. Yeah, thanks to RBG. I know. So, I'm like, women, we've come a long way and we need to still fight... It's, you know, there's so much in the world right now with other, there's so many issues just like, like, I feel like for me, I'm like, who can I fight for? Should I fight for Ukraine? Should I fight for Black Lives Matter? Should I fight for women's rights? Like, what should I do? So this show is about women's rights, but I just want to say to the women, like, we have come far. 73, we get an abortion. 76, we could finally get our own credit cards. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Um, And so, but anyway... Most likely, whenever this comes to happen, which is obviously going to happen, I mean, that's really the truth of our podcast, is Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade is going to get overturned. And, and, you know, that will be the situation we're living in. And unfortunately, like, um, back in the day, like, before 73, women were still having abortions, but they're having them very dangerously. Right. Like, the coat hangers. Wire hangers. Wire hangers. And you know what? Weirdly, when I had my experience at 15... That was suggested to me from yeah. my friends. They said, I know I know people can do the we can do just the co hanger thing, it Ew. won't be that bad. And I I actually was like, I can't, like I need to talk to my parents mm-hmm. about this, you know. Um, so like it won't help, you know, like um that and I think that women's lives will be in danger and um 
you well, know, it's not good to have, have babies later. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of things. So many. And yeah. A lot of our listeners are males too. So mm-hmm. I, and I, what, if you're wondering, okay, well, what, what can men, yeah, what can men do? Right. So th- there's not one straight answer for me when, when if you're, if you're a man and you're listening to this, what you can do is ask the women in your life and ask them a question. How can I support you in this? Yeah. That's it. And let, let them answer that for you. Like, and well, it goes back to the choice. Let, let them do, just ask one question. Don't assume, don't, don't do anything because we, again, we are the ones that have to reckon with the abortion. We're the ones that have to reckon with having the babies. So just but some, ask. some men feel something from it, right? Yeah, they're allowed to. So I feel like this is, <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. I feel like this is a question seriously for everyone. Though, like, it, it is, like, we said this is, like, women, like, this is our issue and this is what we want to talk about. There is a part of a guy who might feel bad if he got, maybe he, you know, like, in a situation where this is his baby being aborted. Like, I want to recognize that there's men out there that feel that way. And I guess, I don't know what to say about that. And it's like, I recognize that you feel that way and, like, maybe listen to us and understand it's a complicated issue. Like, one, I would say, like, you know, Try to help your partner be protected if you guys don't want a baby. But, like, if it does happen, like, I think it's valid for a man to express his opinions about how he feels. How he feels about the abortion. Okay. How so, he feels, but not control it. Right. So, I, uh, for on that, is, yeah. um, so, the person, the man that I, I, I had, I, so that's another thing I had to reckon with. Yeah. He's my one that got away and he was an awesome man. And you kinda just told him, right? I told him Yeah, this is my decision. I gave him no input whatsoever. He was heartbroken. He fucking hated me for a long time. And I that was for me, on top of having decided not to have that baby, on top of losing him, on top of all it was stuff that I personally took me a long, long time to work through. So but I still don't regret it. It's still a choice. And it was a choice that I grew from. And, you know, I, that, I, that's it. So as a woman, we have a lot on our shoulders. And what I would say to the man is to, to that guy is I've said this to him before, but I'll never speak with him again because he probably doesn't like me anymore. (laughs) He never did. I mean, he did. He loved me actually. I would, I, I still profusely apologize for hurting him it was hard for him it was yeah. so hard he was he's such a good guy such a good guy you know he really wanted to be there for me and the baby but i just wasn't in that space yeah and but it was it was a really hard decision but i would say too that i think at the end of the day it's really the woman's decision yeah she's and that's carrying it. a baby yeah and, but i just like a little bit of like heart goes out to like men who are like Shit, like, I didn't want this to happen. Right. Like, I, I thought that this yeah. was okay, and it didn't. But I'm sorry, guys. It is what it is. There's been a lot of memes about, like, men having vasectomies until they can have kids. Like, think that's great. That would be a great way for our country to turn. It probably will not for 100 years. You know, our kids will be dead before the country turns into, like, men having mandatory vasectomies. Like, it's just, like, but, a lot yeah, but of they, stuff. But that, there was actually a, a birth control f- pill for men that they yeah. decided not the to guys put in the market. Like, no, because they were like, men won't take it. Yeah, exactly. And men wouldn't yeah, take so, it. I mean, I'm sorry, men. I don't, I guess I'm just only slightly, I'm going to just take that back. I'm going to walk it back. I'm, like, 10% sympathetic. Like, 90%, like, maybe it's not totally your, um, I don't, it, it's hard. Like, I have some sympathy, but, yeah. Okay, I have to move on to this one thing, and then we're going to end. Yeah. Joe is not excited about this one thing, but I want to I wanna share this, and I'll just even do a monologue here. Go ahead. Okay, 
So Amy Coney Barrett, oh Amy Coney Barrett, who has like said that you know, like on like with this leak of the Roe v. Wade, is that you know they're probably not gonna um they're gonna overturn it. So her suggestion was that well everyone can just they will just these babies will be adopted. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to like for one second talk about the practical practicality about that. Okay, so first of all, like the adoption system of our country and um foster care has been pretty much a shit show. I think everyone pro-life or pro-choice, you can admit that like nothing really good has come out of foster care. It has been terrible. Okay. But number two, like having a baby is not a body neutral experience. Like if I got pregnant right now at 42, like this would take a seriously toll on serious toll on my body. Mm -hmm. Like I've had health issues for a couple years. Like, you know, like I don't know if like I would be okay. Like, like, you know, this would really change my body. And the idea that then I would do it and then give it up for adoption at the end of that is a little crazy. And I just want to say to, like, anyone listening, like, I just think there's a, a practical aspect of this. So if women can't have abortions and all these babies are going to be born, because I guess, like, the U.S. has colonized our vaginas, um, then, you know, like, you have to look at, too, like, who, what babies get adopted and what babies don't. And if they don't get adopted, like, they're going to sit in the state system for 18 years. And I think that, I mean, I just think yeah, so that everyone gonna... can kind of agree that foster care has not breeded great individuals and it's a shitty system. And like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like hate any foster care worker out there because I know you're trying your best. You are in the worst, foster care workers are the worst situation I think that they could ever be in to have success. Like, my heart goes out to them. But, like, the idea that then these babies should be adopted by a state and paid for th- for the rest of their life is totally ludicrous to me. Right. Like I just want to give a little, like, little, like, we had Small Kind Slam. Remember? A long time ago. I want to give, actually, a Small Kind Slam, which I'm putting in the It's like a thumb up your ass, Amy Coney Barrett. Are you fucking joking me? Eat a dick. You, nobody should have to, like, go through pregnancy and put their kids in foster care and that's your solution seriously yes that or should be- i say eat my vagina which would be more which would be more appropriate and with that <laughs> because we are an angry vagina monologue yeah i think it's appropriate to end which with is that. worse eat a dick or eat a vagina ew but eat They're a dick good? no eat a dick that's gross <laughs> amy conover you can go fuck yourself there That's just go. for me. Not Joe. She doesn't agree. Just me. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Go fuck yourself. Enjoy your seven kids that you randomly decide to adopt. And maybe you want to adopt all the rest of the kids. And you know she's got nannies, right? Yeah. Right. Sorry, Amy Cameron. I don't like you. And fuck yourself. And, okay, now we're done. And we're done. Aloha. Aloha. Also, fuck Amy Cameron. Okay, bye. <laughs>